Hello, doctors. This is Danny, and you're listening to the Up to Doctora podcast. Welcome back. This is episode three, where we're going to be talking about admitting orders and chart writing. Just like all of our other episodes, you can find this episode at my YouTube channel, same name, Up to Doctora, and there you'll also be able to find the downloadable PowerPoint slides for your convenience. So without much further ado, let's get started. So admitting orders and chart writing are something that I feel like aren't covered very well in medicine. It's really like not taught to us at all in first or third year. And then we're thrown into like our whole clerkship or rotations and are expected to know how to do this intuitively. Like we get cases and they're like, okay, so how would you order that? And you actually just like don't know. And I don't blame you because I was there and I literally had no idea. I found it completely like a huge learning curve and it wasn't intuitive for me. So hopefully in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about two of the mnemonics that I use that I really love and that helped me form a basis for how I formulate my own orders. So before we go into that, I just want to talk to you guys about some basics like usual. So what are are admitting orders or what is the medical record? So this is a legal document that we use for communication and dissemination of information. It helps us with handoff, so between providers or between levels, like, you know, so physician to physician, physician to nurse, to PT, to respiratory therapist, to dietary, etc. And also helps us with patient safety. They can be paper charts or electronic charts, so that would be what you call the EMAR. And also helps us to keep a continuous record of a patient's experience, both in the hospital and when they're in the clinic. So essentially, in short, the medical record is a track record of everything that has been done to this patient during the time that they are under our care. And why is that important? I know it sounds dramatic when I call it our sworn duty, but I maintain that although charting and maintaining paperwork is tedious, like extremely tedious, it is so important. Not only does it help us as clinicians or future physicians see medicine from a holistic perspective, so what I mean by that is it kind of allows us to see what all specialties and all areas of medicine are doing for our patient, it also helps us to keep in communication with fellow physicians and the rest of the healthcare team. So on top of that, we're able to, I guess, interface with other specialties and with other people that have a hand in our patient's care and this allows us to give them the best care possible and most importantly and this is honestly the main reason why i consider this our sworn duty is that like all things we chart for our patient so not only is this their track record for us But this is their lifeline so that when they go to see other physicians, when they're discharged and have to go to outpatient services, everyone knows what was done to them. And they have a document that they can trust will tell their providers exactly what was done, what still needs to be done, what medications they were given. You know, this this document is basically helping us to keep them safe from medication errors and from care errors. So if we do it with as much I guess, love and care as we do when we take care of them, then, you know, it will show and it will continue to help and serve them as they move through the system. So now that I'm getting off my soapbox, let's get into the nitty gritty. So writing admitting orders can be done in a variety of ways. 
There are various mnemonics, you can Google them, um, and there are many that are often used and that are common among students, but I have two that I like in particular. One of them, the first one I'm gonna go over is shorter, and then the second one is a little bit more comprehensive, so for when you're like ready to get into a little bit more of an advanced state. So I'm gonna go over the two mnemonics, what they mean, and then try and go through writing a note with you guys. So let's do that. The first mnemonic is admit. So it's A, D as in dog, M as in mom, I as in iota, and T as in teleprompter. And those, it's just five letters. So it stands for this. So you can write this down, ready? A is admit under the service of Dr. Blank. So whoever, doc, whichever doctor you're admitting under. Then D is for diet. So here you'd usually put like NPO for now or diet as tolerated by age with aspiration precautions, things like that. You can also include here if they have any allergies or dietary restrictions. So anything diet is D. M is all the things you want to monitor. So that's vital signs, intake and output, specific parameters to watch out for. So that's if you wanna keep them within a certain range, etc. I is interventions and IVF, so interventions and intravenous fluids. And then finally, T is therapeutics or your treatment management. That's what that means. Now, I'm going to give you guys a case. I want you to pause and try and write a note for me using the admit mnemonic, okay? So the case is going to be a one-year-old male that presents with dyspnea. So what are your admitting orders? All right, so I have admit patient under the service of Dr. Gladriel, diet for age, hold if RR is greater than 40 CPM with strict aspiration precautions, monitor vital signs Q1 and record, monitor I and O accurately per shift and record, watch out for fever of greater than 102 degrees Fahrenheit, heart rate above 120 beats per minute, respiratory rate over 30 CPM, and signs of increasing respiratory distress. Now, note here that I have signs of increasing respiratory distress, but I also have noted specifically what signs I want them to look out for. So that's use of accessory muscle, subcostal retractions, grunting, or wheezing. For IV insertion, meaning that he has not, this patient has not yet been, you know, um, inserted on, or they haven't been able to get a line on him yet. Maintain on NS at four milliliters per kilogram per hour. So that's maintenance fluids only. Then I order, so these are like, you know, our kind of therapeutics, like obtain CBC and chest x-ray results if done in the ER. Four, repeat chest x-ray prior to discharge. Do not lay flat, position with head elevated. Chest physiotherapy every two hours to loosen secretion, suction as needed. Place on oxygen via nasal cannula at two liters per minute if O2 sat below 96% on room air. Medications are acetaminophen, 4 milliliters PRN if temperature is greater than 102 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.8 degrees Celsius. So this is just a simple example of a patient order for someone that comes to you or comes to the ED and is admitted to the ward with dyspnea. Note that I don't have any medications yet because in children, you also want to keep in mind when you're writing these admitting orders, the population. So usually in children, we know that dyspnea and other respiratory illnesses can be caused or are usually viral. So before we do anything, um, before we treat with any antibiotics, we want to make sure we want to see whether or not you know the patient gets better with just you know some supportive care. Moving on to our next mnemonic, we have the second mnemonic that I like. I think that this is a little bit more complete. 
So this is our second mnemonic and it is ADC vandalism. So A as in alpha, D as in delta, C as in cat, then vandalism, like the word vandal. So again, A is admit under the service of Dr. Blank. Then you have the diagnosis. C is for condition. V is full vital signs. A is for allergies. N is for nursing orders. D is for diet. A is for activity. L is labs. I is IV fluids. S is special studies, and M is medications. So again, we're gonna do a case real quick, just a quick overview. And so this example, sorry for the, you know, the notes are on this one are a little bit smaller, but it's a 52-year-old male that presents with chest pain. Now, if you wanna try this yourself, and I think you should, pause this and then go back to the slide with the mnemonic and, or, you know, go back to your notes with the mnemonic on it and try and write your own orders and then see, come back if they match, okay? So moving forward, so we have a 52-year-old male presenting with chest pain. We want to admit the patient to telemetry under the service of a Dr. Galadriel. We have the diagnosis as acute coronary syndrome to consider STEMI and STEMI with new onset atrial fibrillation. He is pre-diabetic, hypertension stage one, and also has hypercholesterolemia. So please note that in the diagnosis, I not only list all his diagnosis, but I prioritize them from the most acute and most highest priority to the least priority and also like kind of the most chronic. So he was diagnosed with hypercholesterolemia, say like five or six years ago, has been on a statin ever since. Hypertension stage one maintained. Pre-diabetic, that's new. But the most important thing that he has come for with chest pain is the ACS to consider the STEMI or NSTEMI. So, and also note that he has new onset AFib. So that's something that we want to slap right up there at the top because it's the most important and most, I guess, pressing matter. Patient is in stable condition. So the next would be the condition of the patient. So we write stable. You could also write in unstable. You could write in, in distress. You can write for, poor condition, good condition, etc. But I think in that sentence, the doctor or whoever's reading your chart should know exactly, almost exactly how the patient appears. So patient in stable condition means, all right, he's not dying, great. So we have monitor, monitor vital signs, Q2 hours, notify MROD, so that's the medical resident on duty. If SVP is less than 90 or greater than 140, heart rate is less than 60, respiratory rate less than 12, and temperature is greater than 38.3 degrees Celsius, which is about 102 Fahrenheit. Activity bed rest, because we don't know what happened yet and we don't want him to strain himself. Also, we don't know if it's an MI yet, so bed rest is important. Nursing instructions would be strict eyes and nose and fall precautions for this patient. Diet and PO in case he's a surgical patient. No known allergies to medication or food. Laboratories, we want a CBC with platelet and differential. PT, PTT, INR, serial troponins, Q6 hours. BUN and CREA, type and cross in case we need to give blood products. We also have ordered a chest x-ray ECG awaiting results. So we have normal saline running at 100 cc an hour. We'd like to refer to cardiology and endocrinology, and we will administer X medications. So at the end of your orders, that's when you would list the medications that you'd like to administer to the patient. So this I find to be a more comprehensive, more complete mnemonic. I liked admit in the beginning, the first one that I showed you and talked about. Um, that was what I initially used when I was starting out with the process, but I kind of transferred and converted myself to this mnemonic and this system because I found that not only did it 
like kind of address all of the things that you needed in orders but I also left stuff out less like I forgot less because the mnemonic was more complete and easier to remember so that is everything with that said don't forget to check out my youtube channel if you're more of a visual learner and need to see some slides up there you can also see the note written out if you need to do that but other than that i hope you guys are having a great week and staying safe as always thank you so much for listening and until next time happy studying